Hello and welcome to Adipod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. I'm your host, Emilio Garcia. Today, we talk to the Executive Director of the Australian Taxpayers Alliance, Brian Marlowe, about the hit piece written about us in the Sydney Morning Herald, an embarrassing nothing burger by Deborah Snow, and we discuss why it was written and what it means. Please enjoy the episode, and please stick around after the episode to learn more about the ATA. Please enjoy. So here we are for the first time in the Australian Taxpayers Alliance mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, for our subscribers and listeners... uh... There's a bunch of construction work going on inside the building, so to record our, our podcast, we're doing it from my car, uh, which, funnily enough, has the best sound deadening it's qualities ever, unreal. better than our sound booth. So uh, maybe we should just do all of our podcasts from my yeah, car. Yeah, I think there's a few podcasters that do that. Um, but today, we're not going to talk about the uh, incredible situation that we're in. We're going to talk about this hilarious hit piece that was put out uh, on us, on the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. It was put out in the Sydney Morning Herald. Yes. And essentially, it's trying to cast some kind of doubt on our funding and trying to imply that uh, we're, we're funded by some shady, uh, dark money forces but the funny thing about this is, you know, the, the person who wrote this is a senior... Uh, she's a senior in... writer for the Sydney Morning Herald. So she's a senior writer for Sydney's objectively biggest left-wing rag. Mm-hmm. And she did a terrible job. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a lazy <laughs> article, right? And, and, and our subscribers have seen this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was that article in the AFR that said we were funded by dark money. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what dark money is. Um, sounds it, cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's just, it, it's a standard thing. It's like, as the ATA is growing, as we're getting more runs on the board, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as we're getting published more and more often, um, you know, we've been published about 130 times this year alone across uh, all kinds of different media That's channels, right. whether it's radio, print, mm-hmm. uh, TV, uh, as we're getting more attention, left-wing groups and left-wing journalists are starting to sit back and go, well, this must be a nefarious conspiracy as opposed to, no, there's a hell of a lot of Australians out there That's right. who are sick of being taxed to death, who are sick of being overregulated, and who don't like the nanny state. Yeah, and I don't think they're particularly comfortable with the fact that we're not funded by big names and, and people with special interests. Well, I mean, they have special interests in so far as you and I and any individual has interests within their own particular yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. But we don't have big money behind us in any particular lobbying capacity, and they don't like that because then they can't really just uh, disqualify us. Well, the, the, the car that we're recording from cost me $1,500. It's so a great car. Cl- clearly, I'm not rolling in it. <laughs> I would buy this car if I was rolling in it, and it's a great car. Yeah, yeah okay. It's a right. Swedish This little... isn't the podcast where we compliment uh, my vehicle. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it saved us, so we might as well. All right. So this article starts. It's called, it starts this way. The right-wing Australian Taxpayers Alliance is under pressure to detail the source of its funds it's deployed during this year's federal election. Okay. Under pressure 
by who? <laughs> I, I haven't felt any pressure. Have you been under pressure by anyone other than this article? Yeah, to... I mean, I, I obviously need to be careful in what we specifically say just because part of it relates to uh, submissions being made to Parliament. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and some of those submissions are considered, I think, by the Parliamentary Committee confidential at the moment. Mm. But uh, uh, essentially what it is, is is there's groups out there that have made complaints because we inserted ourselves under their but in their view, in the 2019 election, and we committed the crime of campaigning against potential tax hikes by a Bill Shorten government. Mm. Uh, those of you who followed us for a while will remember we ran a campaign called Stop Shorten. Our objective was literally to stop Bill Shorten from becoming Prime Minister because a Shorten government would increase taxes, would increase regulations, and would completely uh, decimate all of the groups that we represent. So small businesses, uh, you know, uh, Australian families, and people that just want to keep more of their hard-earned income. So... We're really proud to be part of uh, a concerted effort across all kinds of different groups that put a stop to a shortened government. Uh, but we've committed a crime in the eyes of, one, the Sydney Morning Herald, and two, some of the groups that they reference in this article that, that, that say that we're some evil organisation. Right. And we'll get to that in a second, but I also do find it funny that they describe us as the right-wing Australian Taxpayers Alliance. Yes. Now listen, I don't think that anyone would call us uh, leftist or even centrist. I think that, you know, probably our most of our ideologies align to the centre-right or to the right-wing. But really our advocacy isn't right-wing. No. I mean, we, we coordinate regularly with left-wing groups. We actually, a lot, of the, a lot of the proposals that we're into are actually kind of rejected more by the conservative faction of politics and more embraced by the left-wing. So I really find it curious that she just kind of it, it sneaks it in there, like the right-wing Australian taxpayers' lines. Like, right-wing how? Yeah, so, so, but this is the thing. It's like the political Overton window shifted so far to the left that anything short of give money to everyone mm-hmm. is considered right-wing. So... You know, we believe at the ATA in good governance, not mm. no government. That's right. Uh, and in reducing burdens and regulations, in reducing individual tax rates and taxes, you know, on small businesses mm. and, and, and the company tax rate and all that kind of stuff. You know, we advocate for people being able to keep more of their own money, uh, but also removing government restrictions. We've supported the Sydney Morning Herald's campaign on, you know, uh, journalist integrity and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Which is ironic given the quality of this article. <laughs> uh and we get they use they use the term right wing as like a, a smear yeah. kind of label right wing uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like well okay if thinking that people should keep more of their own money makes me right wing well then I'm damn right I'm right wing yeah and I'm proud to be yeah absolutely and again we've discussed this before and this is just a little parenthesis even if let's say you were sympathetic to the point of view that we should get taxed a decent amount so that we can hold up the the welfare state. Even I think people who think that would see the way in which your welfare dollars actually get spent and say that's ridiculous. Yes. Because most of it isn't going to the people who were helping. It's going to the administration to then help those people. But anyway, that's, that's a little bit beside the case. Um, she continues, the Alliance used an app favored by conservative lobbies in the U.S. and Britain to campaign against then-Labor leader Bill Shorten in the May of 2019 election. So what, she, what she's talking about here is an app that we created called Stop, Stop Shorten. Shorten. Yep. And the issue is that apparently this is a, a this app is essentially a, an app creator, an app platform that can be used for a bevy of purposes. And two people that also use this platform were people who helped advocate for Donald Trump and for Brexit. But that's like saying, well, Squarespace... Uh, has been, you know, uh, used to create, uh, a, what is it, uh, websites for 
X, Y, and Z, and thus anyone who uses Squarespace has some kind of attachment it, to it, these groups. It, it's standard leftist smearing, right? So it's yeah. like Brian Marlow who drives a vehicle, just like Idi Amin <laughs> once drove a car, right? It's no seriously, it's yeah. it, it is it, it is like clown world logic stuff, mm. and it makes no sense. Um, but yes, so we used an app uh, developed by a company called U Campaign, mm-hmm. uh, and. The purpose of that app was to allow people that were concerned about uh, a bill shortened government to share content, uh, to receive updated information, uh, and, and and get real time alerts on what was happening with our campaign. Uh, it was actually used as a beta testing phase prior mm-hmm. to the election. So we thought, well, we'll roll the app out, we'll test it out prior to the election. Everyone under the sun pretty much assumed there was going to be a bill shortened government, right? Uh, and we thought, well, once there's a shortened government. We can roll this app out even further and, and, and use that to campaign against some of the most egregious potential tax hikes he, mm-hmm. he might want to put in. Thank God that didn't happen. Thank God that didn't happen <laughs> and one mission accomplished. But also, like, we used an app and that's our big, that's our big crime. Well, it's not even that we used an app. It's an app favored by lo- What are you talking? It's a by platform. People. It's a platform that anyone can use. What are you talking about? Yes. Um, okay. She continues. So far, it has not registered itself as a third party with the Australian Electoral Commission, despite its involvement in the campaign. And its book remained closed to the public because it is a private company. That's right. So uh, what's this woman's name again? Uh, Deborah Snow. Okay, Deborah. The reason that we don't register as a third party and is then, and sitting your own article exactly. is because we're a private company. <laughs> exactly. And because we're not a third party. We've yes. never been. We've never run anyone. We're not even trying to get a seat in parliament. That's not our wheelhouse. So what, what she's trying to say yeah. is that we're a campaign arm for for one political group or over another, which isn't the case because we've attacked the Liberal Party on their, oh. on some of their poor taxation. We've attacked all kinds of different parties when they've done the wrong thing. What we care about is tax regulation and waste. That's right. And if any party is going to increase taxes, increase regulation, or be more wasteful with how they spend not their money, your money, mm-hmm. we're going to call them out on that. Yeah. So we've called out the Nationals, we've called out the Liberals, we've called out Labor, we've called out the Greens. We're not party-affiliated. That's right. But they're trying to smear us as party-affiliated because we went after Bill Shorten. Yeah, well, that's that's part of the curious thing. I mean, one of the things, one of our campaigns actually is in direct opposition to one of the most prominent uh, uh, liberal uh, politicians currently around, and uh, I, you know I won't say it now. I don't think it's relevant, but I think most people who follow us know who that is. Mm. Uh, and also, they seem to think that we have some kind of affinity for tobacco. That's that's been the the subject of other of other hit pieces. Again, We're funded by big tobacco. We're attacking big tobacco on a constant basis. But not even that. It, it, what it is, it, 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 I keep coming back to this. Like standard, like leftist mm. smearing is. Well, you support an issue and someone else tangentially benefits from that issue. Right. So therefore you're supporting the people that also benefit. It's like, mm. no, we support policies based on their merits. Right. Whoever benefits from those policies, I don't care about. Is is the policy good and is it a net is it a net good for the public? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then good we support it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to jump now to another part, just because we're on the we're on the issue of uh, of tobacco and uh, our legalized vaping campaign. Yes. And she talks about this. You know, we obviously have the na- the nation's largest pro vaping advocacy group. Yes. Probably one of the most important ones in the world, if if I can pat my own back. And she says, this advocacy group, which wants nicotine and vaping products to become legal without a prescription, a goal shared with tobacco companies. A goal also shared with uh, smokers. 
we don't want to talk anymore. But, but like, let's just let's just use leftist logic, right? Mm. So we're advocating for an issue, and it's a goal shared by insert group. So in this, in her case, she's saying tobacco companies, but it's also a goal shared by Public Health England, by the New Zealand Health Ministry, by mm. Canada's Public Health Group, by uh, Cancer Research UK. It's supported by pretty much every country in the EU. That's it's right. supported by the Food and Drug Administration. Mm. So by her logic, we must also be supported by all of those government organisations. But it, it it just doesn't stack up. It what they what they're doing is, uh, and I really want to try and drill this home is by saying that we're just a front for all kinds of you know different foreign entities and dark money and all this kind of stuff. They're delegitimizing our actual supporters. That's right. So what they're doing is they're delegitimizing the thousands of people that support our campaigns, the thousands of people that follow us, and all the people that care about you know lower taxes, fewer regulations, mm. and an end to the nanny state. And I, I know I keep coming back to that, but it's. It, it, it's like, you know, remember when Hillary Clinton called a bunch of Trump supporters deplorables? Yeah. And it was a way of delegitimizing them? Of course. She's not even doing that. She's pretending they, they don't, don't exist. exist. That's right. So, they, like, they ta- she's, taking away, she, she's taking away your legitimacy, which is mm-hmm. bullshit. No, 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 it's ridiculous. And, and of course, the issue is that the, the, there, there's this whole emphasis on, you know, we deserve to know where this funding comes from. The yes. issue is we actually can't release the funding the way that other groups would. Because there's the issue of privacy, which I would think some some left-wing newspaper would care about. Because if we just release all of our sources of income, we're going to have thousands of names with thousands of amounts because we're mostly funded by our donors. Well, we're funded by individual donors. We're yeah. funded by, uh, you know, everyday Australians. So what I'm supposed to say that, you know, John Smith, who's, you know, from working class background, donated $50 last week. Mm-hmm. And this is from the same organization that's saying that journalists should be entitled to their own privacies and all that kind of stuff, which we agree with, Mm -hmm. turning around and saying, uh, in the questions that she sent us, she was like, oh, who are your donors? And, and, like, how much have they donated? I'm sorry, that's private information. I'm not going to hand over... Which is a polite way to say none of your business. (laughs) But also, I'm not going to hand over private information of our thousands of donors to Mm -hmm. some random journalist because she's asked for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, uh, uh, she's essentially saying, you know, there's a line here. The public has a right to know where the funding comes from. It's like, the public has a right to know where the funding comes from for a political political party. Yeah. They have the right to know the funding for... um, Well, they have a right to know for big dollar donations. So, off the top of my head, I think anything over $13,000 or $14,000 as a lump sum donation, you have to declare. Right. That's fine. So, that would be be out there already. And as as our our founder put it very well, as uh, Tim Andrews put it, Despite the wild allegation of tin foil hat wearing conspiracy theorists, the ATA did not receive any donations from the Koch Brothers Network, Big Oil, and the tobacco industry, or any foreign funding of any of our political activities. Yeah. Now this is this is I mean we're taking this to the bank. This is but what but what she's saying is essentially yeah. open your books. Yeah. So she like it, it's not enough for us to say actually just if you want to find out how we're supported, why don't you become a member? Mm-hmm. Donate. Become a regular member. And you'll find out how we operate. No, open your books. I want to know the names of every single person that donates to your organization because you campaigned against the guy I like, Mm -hmm. you campaigned against, you know, big new taxes, and you committed wrong campaign, essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the the issue here, we could go through this all, but you know what, as as we've been talking, I've been kind of skimming through the the article. There's really very little to emphasize here because it's a very bland article. As I was reading, you know, we've had hit pieces against us before. I've looked through them. Uh, and, you know, some of the things, at least at least the way in which it was written, it actually kind of 
it had interesting points in it. They were wrong or they were misleading or whatever, but it, at least it read like a hit piece. This is, this is, I don't even know how to describe this. This is like a, a bland description. Uh, this is a prime nothing. example of why the Sydney Morning Herald is failing as a newspaper and it's bleeding out money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's, it's crappy writing. It's shonky journalism. It's based off complaints made by other groups that yeah. are linked to Get Up and linked to, you know, Greenpeace that don't like us because yeah. we campaign for cheaper energy options for Australians. We campaign for lower taxes. Yep. And we campaigned against the Labor Party. No, and clearly there's an agenda. There's clearly an agenda. There's probably a left wing bend to that agenda. Because, you know, there's another group mentioned here who is a group that, that has made a couple of questions about us. And this is a group that itself openly has many, many millions of dollars of funding from foreign organizations, well, they, well, foreign they have, political they have, organizations. They have, they have clearly open links to foreign organizations. I yeah. think, I think uh, their main organization is based in England. Right. Um, they list GetUp as mm-hmm. being one of their members, Greenpeace, Greenpeace. Uh, you know, a whole other you know, raft of left-wing organizations. And so the issue is... George is that, Soros. Well, yeah, I mean, but the the other issue is is that so we've come up on their radar because the ATA is growing. So with the support of you know everyone who who listens to our podcast and donates and everything like that, we've been slowly growing it as an organisation. So these groups are starting to go, who are these people? Yeah, and how do we undermine them? And and, and I know I keep coming back to it. Their way of doing it is to delegitimise you. That's right. So we get people that hate the ATA all the time. That's mm. fine. If you know, if I'm not making an enemy out of someone, it's probably because I'm not doing the right thing. Mm. But what shits me is I'm totally fine with someone disagreeing with our policy pieces. Yeah. I'm fine with someone saying, actually, I think that this policy is right and yours is incorrect. I'm fine with all that kind of stuff. That's right. What I don't like is these attempts of, well, all of the thousands of people that support the ATA, don't they exist. don't exist. Hmm? And, you know, the ATA is just a front for insert thing I don't like because it, again it delegitimizes everyone that supports us well yeah and I think I think the 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 I mean that's the crux of the issue essentially which is and we were discussing this earlier the ATA really has conducted itself pretty above board we are a openly a private organization mm-hmm. we advocate openly for everything and we, we we basically start to advocate about things that we care about and hope that people who care about the same thing then will follow with their donations. And it's worked. Essentially, yeah. we're, we're driven by the charitable giving of people who care about certain issues. And there's nothing wrong with that. Essentially, and I think everyone that, that would see that would know there's nothing wrong with it. Well, so they need to spin it. There's something wrong with it if you're of the ideology that advocates for the government to be involved in every aspect of yeah. your life and for the government to be the, the arbiter of what you can do with your money and how, oh, right? So yeah. if all of a sudden a group is coming out saying, actually, you don't need all these regulations, people should keep more of their own income and they mm. should be able to do with it what they want, that undermines the argument you're making. So their response is to try and cut you down. Right. And the, uh, we've also taken absolutely no government money, uh, as far as I know. Maybe you can correct me on that. I yeah, she, she actually misquoted but... me in my response. So one of the questions she asked was, uh, what is the budget of the ATA? Uh, and I really, again, I'm not going to go and answer some random journalist just because she wants to, you know, what was clearly a hit piece. So I, my response to her was, uh, our budget is somewhere between heaps and a lot, <laughs> but it's it's still significantly less than the various hobgoblins posing as advocacy groups and taxpayer uh, uh, 
you know, orgs whilst being funded by the taxpayer. Exactly. So, yeah, the ATA is growing and we're doing pr- pretty well, but yeah. we're still privately funded. So when, you know, we compare ourselves to all these other uh, government-funded organizations, mm-hmm. uh, our budget's pale in comparison. And they also, they have an interest to keep taxes high. Well, of course they do, because then there's more money to go around. Well, not even that. When taxes start to be, when tax revenue goes down and other other institutions need to be funded, institutions that are actually core to the running of Australia, the first thing that's going to get cut... The random little hobgoblins that are just tax leeches, they... Their funding goes, so essentially. yeah. It, it, essentially, you want to you you want to grow the tax pie, right? Because mm. then there's more for you to dip into. No kidding. And, and the, the big tragedy for me, I think, is that she didn't print hobgoblins. Me too. We were we were all hoping for it. I said a little prayer as I went to sleep. Please just let this woman print hobgoblins <laughs> in the Sydney Morning Herald. I, that's all I want. She didn't, of course. Uh, no, but but it is in, it, it is incredible. I really recommend to everyone who's listening to the podcast. Go to the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, just search. Uh, just search. Actually, uh, in Google, if you search uh, the Australian Taxpayers Alliance and go to the news section, we'll yeah, be the first we'll be one there. with a handsome picture of our uh, executive director. Uh, it's a picture. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'd use the word handsome. <laughs> well, it's it's a handsome photograph overall because you're wearing a stop shortened uh, cap and you have the text "taxation is theft" yeah right next to you which I, I found delightful, and they used it as the main image, which also brought joy to my heart. Um, but essentially, I mean, the reason that we're coming here, this is kind of a, you know, this is an exercise in us kind of sort of defending ourselves towards something that really doesn't even need defending against because it's such a feckless accusation. But really what we want to emphasize is that the Australian Taxpayers Alliance has begun to make a difference. We're making a difference based on the donations of thousands of people across Australia that believe that liberty is actually something worth fighting for, and people who are who think that that's antithetical to their point of view are coming after us now. It's no longer just some little organization in the city. Now yeah. it's something that they have to contend with. We're a big enough threat that groups linked to get up, exactly, are starting to uh, try and push back against us. Mm-hmm. And the senior writer for a left wing rag yeah. is trying to sniff around the edges. So what that se- what that tells me is we must be doing something right when the people mm. that want to tax us all to death, when the people that want to take away, you know, people's incomes, when the people that essentially want to insert government into into your way of life mm-hmm. are trying to undermine the groups you support and, and everything associated with that, well, we must be doing something right. So I actually, I used to really get annoyed when a journalist was, was starting to write some kind of trashy piece about the ATA. Now I kind of embrace it because, mm. good, clearly yeah. that tells me I've done something well. Yeah, yeah. No, and the day that they start putting out some kind of brutal uh, rebukes of our policy and and the reasons why it wouldn't be fiscally viable or the reasons why we would seem negative I'm happy to I'm happy to play the, oh, the ball, right? We love, we love constructive criticism. We love discussion. But my point mm. is that might actually have some impact on yeah. us. But if you're just telling us that you're going to continue to throw spaghetti at the wall and say that we're funded by the Russians that helped Trump, get Trump elected and <laughs> uh, you know helped Brexit happen or whatever, it's just not going to work. Our, our funding is way too legitimate and way too above board for that ever to be well, a fruitful Russian. line of attack. Tim's Russian. Oh, right. And he's put money into the into the organization. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, we are funded by Russian. Right. Not Russians. R- Russian. But but Russian, a singular Russian. Um, you also have ties to the, to the Mexican government, I guess. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're I, Mexican. Yeah. So that's it. And the Americans. There you go, Deborah. <laughs> Essentially, there's your next. There's your next hit piece. <laughs> Mexican collusion. 
<laughs> the Australian Tequila Alliance. Jesus. God. <laughs> oh, man. That was well, awful. You know what? You know what? Can we just cut that out in post? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. We can't. It's um, there forever. It, it is there forever. And not, not only that, but on that terribly low note... We're going to say goodbye to our no, tour listeners. Oh, but listen, it's been great. Uh, this has been a, a nice little car ride with you, Brian. And um, we, we really thank you for taking the time. Please, uh, if you can, take the time to go read the, read the hit piece. Uh, go to our website and learn a little bit more about what we're doing currently. And uh, we'll see you next week. Easy. Thanks for listening to Adapod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. If you care to know more about the ATA, visit their website, www.taxpayers.org, where you'll be able to see their mission statement, their projects, campaigns, objectives, and so much more. Remember, listening to the podcast is free, but creating it isn't. If you'd like to continue to see the Australian Taxpayers Alliance advocacy, please consider becoming a member or donating. You can do this on their website as well. This has been Adipod. We'll see you next time.